Hello friends, what is happening and welcome back to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 43 and another edition of the Beyond the Multiverse series for August 24th, your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games and everything in between. On this week's episode, we react to every major announcement from the DC, DC fandom event, including the Batman, Justice League, Black Adam, The Flash and give you our final thoughts of the event as a whole and the future of the DC cinematic lineup. All that plus plenty more coming up on this week's episode. I'm your host, the Mad Titan Hussein. My co-host is the Meme Lord Mio, and welcome to episode 43. Man, it took me about three takes to do that intro. Yeah, I'm just, third, I'm just so excited. Time. Yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about this event, man, in general. Because firstly, I wasn't sure if I should do this as a Beyond the Multiverse or just a news podcast, but I think it deserves its own podcast. Just as I think it was, it was an awesome event. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, I did like a eight eight and a half hour um continuous binge, binge of it and i had uh, i don't like doing this and i don't like coming across as big headed but i have to give myself some credit because it was just like all the, if, you, if you followed if you followed the multiverse on instagram you're getting the latest news instantly and um i was just like pumping out news and just making sure that i'm watching everything i'm giving yeah so it was it was quite hectic i really enjoyed it though to be honest with you and that's one of the reasons why um I did. I, I set up this page. Uh, the only thing I wish I could have done was the whole live thing on on Twitch, but because the events were stagnated, I didn't want to kind of just come back like maybe in fifteen minutes for a ten minute panel, and that's about it. So um, yeah, I thought the event um, was well uh, well run. I will give you my thoughts towards the end of the podcast if, uh, for those that will stick around to the end. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mio. It was. I know you caught a few trailers after work. Uh, yeah, I, it was quite hard to decide what we should open the show with. And do you want to do, do it in like chronological order? How I, they I, I, I've I've picked up like um, the big ones, the big hitters. I think I think there's uh, a few smaller ones which will just include right towards the end. Okay. Uh, but I think I'm gonna start. You could, you could, um, you could d- disagree with me if you want to change it. We can change it, but I, w- I think we should start with, uh, we should start this podcast with uh, the panel that ended the DC fandom yesterday, and that was the Batman. What, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, should I like we, it. I like yeah, it. Let's do with that. Um, you know us. If you've been listening to, uh, to to this podcast and you've been seeing any stories or any posts on the multiverse page, uh, you know that we're. I wouldn't say we've been hating on the Batman recently, but we've been no, no. We, we've yeah. been hating on like Robert Pattinson, but we, you know, we've yep. always had confidence in uh, Matt Reeves and yep. you know, in like the other actors in it. Mm. Just not, just not a fan of um, like Robert Pattinson, the Batmobile, um, just stuff like that. Just like minor complaints. Yeah, exactly. And what's funny is I think I think I think we have to stop trying to get ahead, stop getting ahead of myself because obviously with the Batmobile and all that kind of stuff, we kind of got a nice, um, uh, well, firstly, the panel was amazing. Uh, you could actually mm-hmm. see the the passion that comes across with these panels. And when the director's like, for me, when you watch, let's say E, let's say, let's just say E3, when you watch E3, it feels, even though it's a gaming uh, uh, event, you still feel like there's some corporate side to it. Everyone that comes up on stage is just reading a teleprompter even the developers who are promoting their game are just reading off a teleprompter. You don't really yeah. get the sense of, you know, passion behind their, their project. But with this, there was none of that. And you get the director who, who is, who's trying to sell his, 
his project because obviously the studio have already bought in and now it's all about how much money he, he brings in but you could tell the passion is there and I, I saw that with a lot of these panels and I think Matt Reeves was the one that like really hit me uh, he was just like I, I, I get bored of just when they do conferences and they talk but these panels in this event was just incredible it was nice to pick up on small details small information here and there you actually pay attention and you get the nice kind of um it, it comes across the, the passion behind this project and Matt Reeves, man, he just like, he was selling it to me. Um, obviously we weren't too sure about uh, the casting choices behind this. Obviously we like uh, Zoe Kravitz. We think she's going to be a, 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 yeah, she's Catwoman. She's going to be a big star. Uh, Colin Fowl, is it Colin Fowl? Yeah, it's Colin Fowl. Yeah, he looked, he looked unrecognizable. He looked, he looked unrecognizable. Movie. He looked incredible. I have to give you that, but. For me, I feel like kind of I was the end towards the end of his acting career, but we'll wait and see. Uh, who else? We had Paul Dana, who I've just been raving yeah. on about, and he's he's popped up in my underrated actors list. Uh, I love he's him gonna, as an actor. He's gonna he's gonna kill it. I like. I, I like I'm gonna movie. make I'm gonna make a bold statement in this, but I think I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave that once we get to his um his role in the movie. Um, I've been trying to hold back this bold statement, but you know this That's is what the bold podcast is. Fam. Okay, the bold statement, I think, because obviously he's playing Riddler, I think his Riddler performance is going to have as, as big of an impact as uh, Heath Ledger's Joker performance for, for the Batman. I, I, I honestly Ooh. think it's, yeah, see, it's a big statement. It's a bold statement. Yeah. I see. Uh, it's like everything about that trailer that surrounded his, like, his narration, it was just like, wow, it was, it was kind of eerie. And that kind of reminded me of, you know, when you first saw the Batman trailer and you just had the Joker laughed in the background. Then you had a few clips here and there. It was just like, it, it gave me that vibe, man. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. So that's my bold statement of the podcast. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to reinvent the Riddler kind of yeah. like Heath Ledger did. Like after mm. Heath Ledger played the Joker, like the Joker wasn't the same again. The Joker was, you know, everyone tried to copy that Joker for yeah. a while until Jared Leto ruined it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like this new Riddler. Like less campy, less like yep. ridiculous. Like it's not like Jim Carrey's Joker in Batman yeah. Forever. This one's like, um, he reminds me of like the serial killer from Seven. It's yeah, like yeah. leaving clues yeah. and stuff. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm. I love, I love, I love that. I love that you pointed out because that gave me the same vibe. Um, so the Batman trailer. Should, Let's talk about, actually, I don't know where to begin with this because there's just so much. So we, do you want to talk about the trailers? Do you want to give your thoughts or should we just give, yeah. uh, give a quick rundown of yeah, let's the information? Yeah. Uh, Mia, what are your thoughts initially of the, of the Batman trailer? Because we, uh, yeah. we, we went really into like, this. Sorry. I really, like, I really like the tone of it. Like, it's yep. like really dark. It's really moody. Like, it looks like Gotham City. Like, mm. like the Dark Knight movies, they were good. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But like, the Gotham Cities were kind of inconsistent in those. Yes. Like, like Batman Begins, the city looks completely different than the Dark Knight. Looks completely yep. different than in the Dark Knight Rises. Completely you know, agreed. Yeah. But like this, this Gotham City. This looks like Gotham City. Like yep. this looks like, like why would anyone want to live in the city? It's like it's like so terrible, like vile and like dark and like there's thugs everywhere. It's like why would anyone want to live in Gotham City, fam? Mm. Like yeah, exactly. It's like you're just walking down the street and like the Joker just blows up a bank. It's like oh, <laughs> just another. It's another Wednesday. Uh, another day in uh, Gotham City, yeah. yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Go move to Metropolis or something. But yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love the tone of it. Uh, standout part of uh, the, the trailer. Obviously, Mio's going to give his thoughts. I'll jump into my thoughts very, very shortly. 
I like the cat. I like how a Catwoman looks. I like it. Yeah. Like the just like it's simple. It's like yeah. the ski mask, and it has like little pointy ears. Like yeah. they nailed they they nailed that part. Yeah, I think Zoe Kravitz can actually yeah. nail that role. To be honest with you. But um, yeah, Bob Pants is good. You know, he's he's still a question mark for me. Yeah. I think the scene everyone talks about is when you know he says like I am vengeance. Yeah. But like, the scene like when he beats up the thug. Yeah. He like punches them like fifteen times, and it's mm. like, yeah, like it looks cool, but like Ben Affleck's Batman, he would just like punch him once, and the, the thug would go down. Yeah, so see, still, look, like, like, you know what we, I mean? yeah, yeah, I, I completely, completely understand because like we said this, and once, once I um after the trailer showed, uh, and I just dropped your message. I said, Mia, uh, Mia, have you seen the trailer? Like, yeah, it looks incredible. It's the best trailer we've seen from DC fandom, but it still has those niggling issues that we've brought up so many times in, on the podcast. For example, Robert Pattinson's character just being like a really, really skinny version of Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Batman not looking menacing enough. And uh, it's funny how you talked about that scene where he's being that fuck up and the fuck actually has kind of Joker inspired makeup on, which was mm-hmm. really, really kind of a nice uh, hint there. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be part of the Joker uh, universe or tie up, but we'll, we'll come We'll talk about the entire DC cinematic multiverse uh, later on in the podcast. But um, yeah, like you said, Ben Affleck's uh, scene in, in, in the warehouse for Batman v Superman, that was one of the best Batman fighting scenes I've seen in, in a movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, 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 and that was incredible. And I wanted more of that. This gave me a bit more of that, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I'm finding it hard to believe Robert yeah, Pattinson like- yeah, Batman like could pull this you, off. It took you that many punches to like bring the yeah. guy down. Like, yeah, like I can't really like, just do like a quick jab, uppercut, and the yeah. guy should go down. You're Batman. Yeah, like I love the trailer. Up to, I'll be honest with you. I'll give you my quick thoughts about it. I, I love the trade up to that point. As soon as Robert Pattinson spoke, I was like, "Yeah, this might be it." Though I'll be honest with you, I was like, I, I literally just, I was lying on the sofa. I was actually, I was, I, I was sitting up, and I'm watching it. I'm like like you know the FIFA position when you lean forward that, that that was me I was like and then he spoke and I was just like I just literally collapsed in the sofa I was like wow okay and uh, I don't think that's just I think that's just a glimpse of what he says I think it's part of a, a bigger let's say um, speech yeah speech I think he's it'll probably go along the lines of uh, I'm vengeance I'm the knight I'm Batman or some, some, something yeah that'd be cool uh, yeah that, that'd be pretty cool um, but I like that I love how Selena Kyle's kind of Batman, uh, sorry, Catwoman looks really, really basic and simple, but mm-hmm. there's a story behind that. Do you uh, like the suit? The of, suit uh, good. Yeah, what well, Batman suit? I love the, I love yeah, the suit. I, lo- I love good. the bat design. I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. And I wasn't sold on the Batmobile in, initially, and I wasn't sold on the entire I'm, concept. I'm sold on yeah, it. of the bat. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of sold on it now. I, what? So. I'll, let's, I'll, I'll run through what Matt, Matt Reeves has said, and these are a few um, bullet points I've uh, picked up from the the panel uh, before I get back and talk about the trailer. Um, so the, this movie is picking up in a year two of uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, endeavors as Batman. So he's re- he's relatively new. Everything feels like he's done it, kind of an industrial kind of makeshift uh, style, and uh, and that's where the Batman bill come comes along. Where he's just He's got his car, maybe he's just chucked in like some sort of engine. And I like that kind of feel towards it. Um, the movie is going to, the, the, the feel and the vibe for it is a, de- a detective noir thriller. Uh, 
mm-hmm. about corruption. Um, Matt Reeves said that previous um, Batman movies haven't really dived into the detective aspect of of Batman. He's the great, he's the world's greatest detective, but we don't really get to see that. We saw a glimpse of it in Nolan's Batman. We saw more of it in Snyder's Batman, but it wasn't too pivotal to to the story they were telling in those particular movies. So um, Matt Reeves mentioned that this is going to be a big part of of the movie. It's a detective movie. It's all about detective work and it's going to be important. So the whole kind of the synopsis is he's trying to figure out how to be Batman and what he can do to change Gotham. Uh, during this period of time, there's a lot of mur- murders happening, a lot of theft, a lot of crime. And this, and this kind of reinforces what he already knows about Gotham. Uh, there's corruption in Gotham and he tries to figure out where his parents stood within this kind of uh, corrupt uh, system. Uh, obviously, I think there was a storyline or something. I read, I've, I think I've read a comic or something where I think it was Batman Year One, I want to say, or Earth One or something, or it was the New 52 comic graphic novels where uh, Batman's uh, parents were, were corrupt uh, or something. Um, anyways, um, it's going to tell a personal story. As you said, it's about obviously the, his parents get murdered, but we don't get to see that. We know that, which is nice to just kind of just skim over yeah. that. But it's all about the corruption. Please don't of, show. Yeah, Please we don't, show we don't need that. We don't. I'm game mode. We don't. We don't, need, we don't need. Yeah, it. we got it in the Joker, and that worked amazingly well in that yeah. in that particular movie. Um, Selena Kyle ain't Catwoman for long, so she hasn't been Catwoman for too long. Hence, why her outfit looks really, really kind of basic. Like she's just gone into yeah. like a. Uh, one of those uh, costume uh, stores and just picked up wherever she can find. Uh, and this is one thing that we've mentioned uh, a few times on the podcast. Where does this Batman exist in the overarching kind of DCEU? And they've confirmed that this Batman does not exist in the world of the Justice League. So we're talking, once again, we'll talk about this further down uh, in the podcast, but this could potentially mean that this is on, you know how like they do Earth 1, Earth 92, Earth whatever. This could mm-hmm. be in a different kind of Earth, a different multiverse. And something I picked up on and I posted a, a picture of it actually on the story was how similar the Batman logo looked in comparison to the Joker. It was pretty much identical, if, if, if I say so myself. So yeah, where, where do these joke, are these Joker, Joker thugs inspired by Joker and the events that happened in the Joker movie? It's It kind of... What's funny is um, Matt Reeves also said the taxi driver was uh, a big inspiration to him. The 70s sort of um, noir movies were a big inspiration to his movie. It's the same as what um, uh, uh, Philip Todd, is it Philip Todd? Yeah, Philip Todd, uh, Todd Phillips. Sorry, Phillips. Phillips. I'm like, who's Philip Todd? Who's who's Philip Todd? I I knew that sounded wrong. Todd Phillips mentioned the exact same kind of um, inspiration to his movie. So it'll be interesting to see, but as you said, I love the vibe, man. The vibe is it, it's spot on. It's spot on. And I feel like DC are just doing, continuing on with this dark, gritty Batman vibe. And I love it, man. I'm, I'm up for it. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah. I don't want to, we don't want to take credit for this, but we did yeah. say DC should make more, you know, like solo. We did. Things. We did. We, we did say that. We so did DC, say that. No, just, yeah. just send the check. Just You're send the welcome. check as always. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You know someone in Warner Bros. listening. You know, um, yeah, we said that, that meme, like just, Patrick, the Patrick meme, and SpongeBob. Yeah, like, write that down. Focus, write that down. No. Focus on your solo stories. If you yeah. want to connect it later, you could do like a multiverse, whatever. But yep. you know, 
focus on like just grounded solo stories. Like you're exactly. welcome. You see, you're welcome. Exactly. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> that meme. <laughs> that meme is so relevant for this podcast. Um, so trailer thoughts, Mia. Like for me, I was watching this trailer and the Riddler is the first thing that stood up. Like the whole, the 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 tape ripping and mm-hmm. and the riddle uh, can being a continuous theme throughout the movie. I was like, okay. And I had to watch that trailer over and over just to like I usually do, but for the reasons of I'm trying to pick up on smaller things here and there, smaller details. And um, I, I love that. I, I think, as I said, that's why this bold statement came along of, I feel like Paul Dano's character is going to have the same impact on this movie as Joker did with, with Batman. Cause even though Batman was great, uh, uh, Christian Bale's Batman that is he was nothing without the villain yeah what makes a great Batman is the villain yeah so I'm hoping Paul Dano does something where it just it's you know it's some sort of spark you know you, you, you bounce off each other it's, it's like in everything you do like uh, for, for example us on Apex or us on any Battle Royale we, we bounce off each, each other the energy is there and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Robert Pattinson's character where I, I think you know before the panel even happened, Warner Brothers showed uh, three still still photos from the from the movie, and I posted up on the story as part of the um, kind of the DC fandom coverage. I said, "I'm still not feeling this movie, not feeling this Batman." Hopefully, the panel changes my mind, and it did. And even though Robert Pattinson's character looks down in the dumps, he looks very very gloomy. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like all it takes all it takes is a good script, a good director. And maybe a few, you know, a good villain to bounce off. And we've we've seen yeah. that in previous movies. Like I know Matt Reeves and Nolan are on the two different wavelengths, but Nolan took what's his name, uh, that singer, the uh, the boy from the hey, boy band, it, yeah, from and put him in Dunkirk. And you'd never believe that he's actually uh, he's never acted before. And it's just like all it takes sometimes is is just say. Uh, a good director a good script mm-hmm. uh, someone just to put an arm around you and yeah it, I, I feel like Robert Pattinson I need to watch more of his movies first one coming up on Wednesday with Tenant. Uh, he's good many, in uh, good times good times yeah I'm, I'm, there's, there's a few I'm going to watch uh, so part of the panel uh, you had fans sending in questions and one of the questions were when did you feel like uh, Robert Pattinson was the perfect Batman for you and I think Matt Reeves went along the line of saying he watched uh is it the lost city of z oh, and i didn't know he was done that i hear that yeah he, he watched that and he was like oh who's that guy he had this sort of charisma about him and i thought from that moment i thought he could be my batman and yeah so i want to watch that movie there's um good times there's the lighthouse uh there's I life good yeah i've heard i've heard he's a really really good actor outside of um uh, the twilight, twilight. And yeah you know some that's that's what like the biggest shame in acting and kind of movies and stuff. Sometimes all it takes is for people to just know you off one particular movie type, one particular genre. Like um, wh- wh- who's the other guy that was in the, in the twilight and he went off and did like abduction and he went off and did. Uh, I don't know his name, Jacob. Uh, something. Team Jacob. Yeah. Some, yeah. Something like that. And um, yeah, look at him like compared to Robert Pattinson. So Thankfully, Rob Person has been in a few good movies from what I've heard, so I'm going to be watching those. But as I said, it just takes a good script. Uh, I'm loving Penguin. Conor uh, mm-hmm. he looks unrecognizable. Like, if, if they pull that off, that's incredible. Um, the Joker, Fug scenes, they, they look cool. I want to see the inspiration behind that. 
uh, I just love the eeriness. I think the biggest standout for me was just how gritty Gotham City was. And as you mentioned at the start of the show, why would you want to live in Gotham City? Like in Nolan's universe, Gotham City looked like a habitable place. Like I could go, I could live, I could yeah. do whatever I want. It looks like a lot of American cities. Like the Dark Knight looks like mm. Chicago. Mm. The Dark Knight was, uh, yeah, it was actually filmed in, in Chicago. Parts of it was filmed in, The Dark Knight Rises was actually filmed parts of it in New York yeah and uh but with this it's actually filmed in in Liverpool so up north it's kind of a gritty area to begin with um it's filmed in the the UK yeah it's yeah Batman's filmed in the UK some scenes are filmed in uh in London some films are seen in uh filmed in Liverpool Scotland uh up north is a bit more gothic style architecture and yeah uh, Matt Reeves uh, announced it yesterday by mistake actually which was quite funny um, but yeah, it's just anything else that stood out to you, uh, you know, cause I, that particular scene with the vengeance scene, I, I love that. Like he's just there and you're like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. And it was, I, I was just like, I think it was that particular scene that made me pay attention to that movie along with Paul Dano's, uh, narration over the movie. Uh, I want to, I'm like, I can't remember Commissioner Gordon, the, the black guy, I can't remember his name. Uh yeah, and then, yeah. You know him. He's I felt him. like yeah. he would suit um uh Lucius Fox actually. Yeah. Uh, not, theory. Wait, yeah. I'm gonna go theory time. Yeah. He's gonna be Catwoman's dad. This you is, reckon? I have no I have no evidence behind this. Okay. I just gotta I just gotta just, feel like Okay, there's gonna be a few theories uh, being thrown in around uh, this podcast, so stay tuned to those. Um yeah, I like his character, he he just suits it mm-hmm. and uh, what I'm intri- interested to see is the relationship between Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Like, how quick was it to be, you know, de- how in- to develop? Sorry, because uh, like compared to Batman, uh, the original Batman of Nolan and stuff like that, it took quite some time to develop that relationship between the two. And then by the time the second movie came around, it was it, it was already there. So mm-hmm. we know Batman's only been around for two years. Uh, what's his relationship with not just Gotham City, but Commissioner Gordon, the the GCPD? Um, how does his path cross with Catwoman? Uh, there's there's that scene where Penguin's in the car and he goes, "This guy is crazy." And I was like, "Oh my god!" This, and then you had the Batman scene from the in the stairwell when he just kind of grapples up. That reminded me of the uh, Batman origin, Nolan Batman. Um, oh yeah, and, and what else stood out to you in in the trailer? Yeah. I think I just think this really like set a good tone about what the movie is going to be like, but. I I really wish they like didn't go Bruce Wayne with Batman. I wish like they made him like Damian Wayne or like Nightwing. Or, like mm, you know, mm, I think I feel like he mm. looks more like Nightwing than he does mm. Batman. I'm I'm glad you reminded me because that's when, like, that was a, his, yeah yeah when he takes off his mask and he's got the eye black on like he straight yep. he straight up looks like one at Nightwing though. Yep, I've got another theory for you which I'll, I'll talk about. Um, but quickly before I forget, talking about emo. Uh, Batman and stuff like that. Everyone jumped onto the whole emo look, but I think this is where we have to give credit to Matt, Matt Reeves is the fact that he's actually showing you those small details. Like we've, we've Christian Bell, Ben Affleck, they've all worn eyeliner and stuff like that, but they've never it's never been a part of the plot or never shown. But with this, he's literally taken off his 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 cowl, coming from a long long let's say night fighting crime in in gotham taking it off his hair is all over the place his his eyeliner is smudged and everything yeah and it's I think that it looks cool I think yeah it looks cool yeah i think it looks 
raw, gritty. It looked amazing. It looked incredible. So I have another theory, and this obviously, hopefully, once we come to the flash panel, we'll kind of back it up. But I feel like he might eventually be like it'll be part of the Batman Beyond uh, series because obviously he's relatively young now. Once he grows up and everything, and let's say DC work their their way around the DC cinematic multiverse. And it, something might tie it up with the Flash going back to, let's say, this Earth. Let's just call this Earth 2. Flash coming from Earth 1 to Earth 2. And then we, ha- might, ha- we might have Michael Keaton's Batman from the Flash movie in this. It'll, it'll, it'll be insane, man. It'll be insane. And I'm, learned, I'm only throwing these freeze around because of the Flash panel that's hyped me up so much. But you're right. I feel like when we first saw the picture of um, um, Robert Pattinson, we said he looks good as a maybe Batman Beyond, maybe a Nightwing not too much as a Bruce Wayne, which would still remain to be seen. I'm going to give him a chance. And I think, mm-hmm. I think um, we're, we're so guilty of, uh, or me personally, so guilty of going, okay, you know what? We're, sometimes we write actors off or a movie off. This is the first time we're kind of written off a movie, actually, in, in all honesty to you and the, and the viewers. But I'm back on board. And uh, I think this might actually be it, Mia. That's, that's my personal opinion on it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the style, loving the look. I think... It's changed my tune on kind of the cast. I, to be honest, I didn't really have much of an issue with the cast. I think my favorite casting choice was Paul Dano out of everything. But I'm, I'm kind of on board now, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm going to be paying more attention to it. But I'm on board too. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll say one more thing. I think you're going to have to give credit to the movie in general because that trailer was put together from only a, a movie that's only 20% completed. 20%. They've only shot 20% of that movie and they've been able to put a trailer like that, which has the production value was so high. I thought it was like, you, you, could, you could put this trailer out and you could think that, oh, you know what, the movie's coming out soon. That's how good this trailer was. So for a movie, for, for a movie that's only 20% in production, I think uh, credit to Matt Reeves. But yeah, I'm on board, Mia. I'm assuming you're on board now. I'll... Um... All, all the way on board. All the way on board on the hype train. I think the hype train begins. And you know what? There's no better person to follow on social media for hyping stuff up than, uh, than myself. So next one up, Mio. I'm hyped for this. I've got so many theories. I just want to talk about this. I think I could just do a separate podcast for this. Firstly, I would like to apologize myself personally. Zach Snyder, if you're listening to this, I'll, I apologize for calling you out and saying this movie is not going to be any different. Because this trailer... The Justice League, the Snyder Cut, it was just, mate, they want balls out. They did not hide anything. They just, they, they started off with a, a, a dark side straight away. They didn't, they didn't hide away from anything. It's just like, you knew this was going to be, was going to be it. Like every single scene was different. I was like, where have I, how, why have I not seen this before? It was just incredible. Um, Mia, I'll start off with you again. Cause, uh, yeah, just for the sake of, um, I just yeah. want to hear you talk about this this night of the cut, just because I won my bet with this night of the cut uh, dropping. Uh, what what were your thoughts on on the trailer? What did you take away from it? What did you notice? What did you enjoy? What did you hate? Yeah, I think, just... yeah, I, I think it's just like your typical um, Zack Snyder trailer. It's like cool images, like a song. Like this is the song he used in Watchmen. Like yep. Hallelujah. Like yep. this is when, the exact uh, same song he used. Yeah, when Fingy. Uh, yeah, when they're yeah. like, yeah, making anyway. love in the, in, yeah, yeah. But um, 
yeah, like it looks it looks cool. Like they got Dark Side in it. They have a couple new. They have the new Steppenwolf, which looks a little which looks a little bit better. Um, the black Superman suit looks cool, but like I don't think it's gonna be like a drastically different movie because it looks like it's gonna be like the flashback. Then mm. they're gonna you know go collect the cubes. Then yep. they're gonna go buy Superman. Then they're gonna go to um what's the place they're gonna go to like russia and they're gonna beat steppenwolf so it's gonna be like the same movie plot wise i'm yeah. sure there's gonna be a lot of different scenes but like the plot's still gonna remain the same you know i think it's gonna be different and i've got a few theories to hopefully back that up uh, but firstly i'll get into the details of the movie itself before we talk about easter eggs and things i noticed mm-hmm. in, the, in the trailer but they, they yeah. did show the ending though of the, all them standing you know standing together looking at like the looking at the ship so you know yeah. the ending's gonna be the same like how they get there might be different but yeah the ending's still gonna be the same hmm. uh, I'm, I'm on board for this man i really am uh so obviously we've talked about this before and i'm not too keen about the story being driven by cyborg cyborg has been confirmed to be the heart of the it, movie it once again like a lot of cyborg it did yeah and a lot of flash um Cyborg is the heart of the movie, uh, and this is what um, <laughs> it just sounds um, funny. You saying, yeah, it just it does. And it, he has no backstory, no nothing, and maybe we might get that here. You, you yeah, never know. It, shows, it, it looks like they have him playing football and like more scenes with his dad. Yeah, to kind of put everything into perspective, I think let, let me start off with this uh, piece of information. It's going to be four one-hour parts. Yeah, yep, that's ridiculous. Come on, yeah, we'll be consolidating. Get the we'll be, kid out of here. Get yeah, it will be consolidated into a four-hour movie later for those that want to watch it as if as as one uh, in one go. Um, I'll ask you in a bit which one you you would prefer. Uh, and they're working. Well, they're working. Was, the- yeah, sorry, <laughs> go still on, had go to on. watch all of it anyways because we got to talk about it on the pod. Yep. Do, would you rather <laughs> no, watch it in in parts or would you rather? No, I don't have a go? choice. I'm gonna watch it all. <laughs> all, in, all in one go. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what I can't wait mate I can't wait the, so they're working on distribution for countries that don't have access to HBO Max because obviously HBO Max is only available in uh, stateside so you don't Cyborg, have HBO Max? no we don't have it here Ooh, no unfortunately so uh, they, they'll work something they'll work something out probably be on some sort of um, video on demand service here probably Apple TV maybe uh, but I, I feel like for HBO and uh, they called they actually show, uh, and I don't know if it was an announcement or of this company was around before this uh, kind of section of the of Warner Brothers, but they at the beginning of the trailer it showed you the Warner Max logo. Yeah, that was that was different. That was yeah, I've never seen nowhere. that before. Nope, I've n- I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I've never seen that before in my life. So I feel like they won't distribute this either to Amazon Prime or Apple TV because I feel like for them to recoup much of the let's say the the reshoots and the money they spend on reshoots and editing and and all that i think they want to keep it exclusive some some way um i think yeah so it just remains to be seen how they're going to do that and how they're going to have all them like because once they drop it on hbo max all the money goes back to them it's just like how uh, disney plus are dropping mulan on 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 disney plus premiere all the money gets back to them and we've talked about it uh before so that remains to be seen but Cyborg is the heart of the movie. Unfortunately, I don't know how that's going to work out. We've talked about it in previous podcasts. It was a rumor flying around. It turns out to be true. 
uh, and Snyder himself said he's that's the most exciting thing for him is to see it's for people to see Cyborg and kind of his story. I've got a nice uh, you've seen my story. I've got a nice uh, theory behind this as well. I can't wait. I think oh, uh, like uh, more flash and more about his abilities. And this is something I noticed in, in, in the trailer when he was running. It's like the the ground was forming below him. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene in, in the trailer where he was just standing at standing still and everything else around him was just kind of shaking and moving and just like reacting to itself. And it's just, I think this is all about the quantum time and space travel and, and stuff like that. So I feel like we're going to get more of Flash's ability, more of uh, the moment when Flash uh, realizes he can control time or he could go back in time and, and just use the, the speed force. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm kind of excited to see how that ties up with the Flash movie. Uh, yeah, so my theory for this whole movie is I believe... You remember the scene in um, Batman v Superman where Flash comes to Bruce Wayne and is like, Lois, yeah, she's the, the name, key? The Night Mercy. Yeah. Uh, like we're gonna, I think we're going to... Firstly, we're going to get more of that because we see that at the start of the movie. Um, I'll talk about that very, very shortly. So when he comes to Batman and goes, Lois Lane, she's the key. That scene from Batman v Superman. I feel like in the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, I feel like when Superman first comes back, I think he's actually going to kill Lois Lane. He then becomes evil. And then we're going to have that whole Batman v Superman nightmare scene where Darkseid uh, is basically taken over uh, Earth. And you see, you see kind of the uh, the Hall of Justice, the arch is, is, is broken. Uh, and I think that's what happens. It kind of remin- it's a reminiscent to kind of Thanos when he snaps his finger and he's won. So Darkseid actually wins, I feel like, in the first half of the movie. And then uh, that, I think this is why it's four hours long. And then what happens is I think they send Flash back in time and that's where that speed force scene in, in the trailer is uh, reinforced where he's running, he's, he's figuring out what he can do. So they send him back in time. He warns Bruce Wayne and that's where the scene from Batman v Superman uh, pops in and then it, he warns him to stop these events and then obviously he comes back into time and he stops it, stops these certain events and then Superman's on board with them. Uh, and yeah, so that, that's kind of my theory behind the, how long, the how long have you been awake, fam? It sounds like you've been like planning this whole theory out. You have like a, Mio, you... board, like a bunch of pictures connected to each other. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, whoa, what? Like, I'm like, so, so you feel, like, oh. so, um, so with your reaction there, you feel like <laughs> I might be onto something there. I think, I think, I think, if I think if you did predict that, then like one of others needs to pay you because that's how the movie should be. Yeah, I don't, so I don't I, trust I, Snyder. I don't, yeah. Snyder would never think of a story that good. I, I, I feel like that's, that's where the movie's going. Yeah. I feel that's where we're going to go with the movie, uh, essentially. That's kind of my theory, my take on it, because there were certain things in the movie that I saw, and it was just like... That would uh, be, like, ideal, and, like, that would be, like, actually good, but I, you maybe, know, I don't know. I don't maybe know I should I just quit. That. Maybe I should just quit architecture and just go into filmmaking yeah. without maybe going to filmmaking should, school. Maybe we should it. edit this part out and you know send it to DC. Send it later. to one of us, yeah, and DC. Um, so that's my kind of theory on on on, on the story it, itself, and um, I hope it goes around that kind of path. I feel like it sounds great. We've had like some of the best scenes from Batman v Superman that were unexplained was the nightmare scene, and apparently we're going to get mm-hmm. more of that. Um, you remember? 
at the beginning of Justice League, you had this epic fight with the Atlanteans, you had the Amazonians, you had the Green Lantern Corps uh, at the beginning. And, and that, we're going to get more of that, apparently. Uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, this, the trailer, like, I'm excited, I'm hyped, I'm hyped in the moment. Um, but once again, Mio, do we, can we trust Snyder? Because Snyder makes good trailers. Yeah. But movies, <clears throat> what's, your, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I don't, I don't trust Snyder until he makes a good movie other than 300. But yeah, I don't trust him. Um, he, always, he always makes like incredible trailers though. Incredible. Absolutely incredible trailers. Like those trailers themselves, they're just like, but that, that's what they're there for, to, to sell you on something, to sell you on a product. And once again, we, we weren't too sure how much of this movie is different. It turns out everything was different. I think the yeah. only scene I noticed from Joss Whedon's uh, cut was when uh, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman jump into the, sh- the kind of the ship at the final battle, and then Superman in the cornfield, but that was kind of shot differently as well, and you could tell that Superman did have that CGI mustache, which I'm so happy it's not there. Oh my god! Um, a few things that I noticed from from the trailer itself was um, uh, the opening scene with Darkseid. That Darkseid when he's kind of I would say he hasn't transformed it, uh, to basically his full potential. He hasn't reached his uh, final transformation, essentially. Yeah. For those uh, that may know Darkseid's history, obviously, uh, Drax attempted to claim the fabled Omega Force. That's what he uses. You know, there's the kind of those powerful beams that come out of his eyes and stuff like that when Darkseid's yeah. standing with his hands behind. He doesn't have that power just yet. That's why he's using that, uh, the spear or the axe to plummet uh, and change the terrain of, uh, of planet Earth. So, uh, yeah, so he, he murders his brother and then takes the power for himself, transforming him into the, this kind of rock-like creature and then taking the name Darkseid. So in the trailer, he hasn't actually achieved his, his full power, hence why he's using that spear right at the beginning. Uh, then we saw the Hall of Justice being destroyed. So it's just kind of like, let's just call it Avengers Tower. We had the Hall of Justice uh, destroyed. But what was kind of nice to to spot was, I'm sure you spoiled it as well. Did you see the Joker card? No, I didn't. Okay, so at the, the beginning of the scene, you see the Joker card just kind of fly out or a Joker poster. Um, I don't know if that was kind of a hint, a subtle hint uh, saying, okay, uh, there's no more villains on Earth, it's just dark side. Dark sides want dark sides conquered everything, and this is kind of the, the world we live in. Um, along with obviously uh, dark Superman, which we had in the Batman v Superman uh, nightmare scene, so that, that looks pretty cool. Uh, bit of information about the black suit Superman. Uh, Warner Brothers actually told Snyder that he was he wasn't allowed to use the black suit, so, so they just obviously continued using uh, natural colors throughout the the shooting of, of those particular scenes, and uh, they could just obviously do it in post. Um, post-production but obviously uh you know the black the, the black suit is kind of reminiscent from the reign of, of superman uh it's a regenerative suit so when he came back from the dead he, he, he used it um i love the fact that you see iris west in it and yeah, uh that scene was pretty cool when he said that, so. that yeah that scene was amazing like um you saw that in the initial trailer in justice league where flash mm-hmm. shattered the glass and that was about it here you kind of got an extended version of it and it was a scene that you never actually saw in Joss Whedon's uh, cut. Even the trailer wasn't, wasn't cut into his, uh, his cut of the movie. So that was pretty cool. Um, we had another villain from Darkseid. You know the one with the hooded cloak? Uh, that's Darkseid's right-hand man. 
Yeah. Uh, we had, um, uh, I, t- I touched on this, the Flash Strange Energy Field where he's just standing in this kind of open space. I don't know if it was a time force and everything's just kind of uh, vibrating. Um, we had uh, Celia Stone, so Cyborg's father activating the mother box and dying. I got a theory on this one, Mio. I, uh, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I, come on. What? You don't think it's a good theory? No, come on. You can't, Cy- you can't do Watchmen stuff in Justice League. Like, Silas Stone. One of us isn't going to let him do that. Silas Stone. And I'm, I'll explain to you why. Once we, the, the funny thing is, all this, it all ties in with the Flash movie, which we'll come to very, very shortly. Silas Stone is Dr. Manhattan because it's Stop so it. reminiscent. Stop it's it. so, remin- it's so it. reminiscent. Stop um, it. So, Mio, have a set. Uh, that's one that's another theory uh remember early marketing for justice league uh mm-hmm. all those years ago was unite the seven yeah so obviously we have cyborg flash wonder woman batman and superman yeah the seven uh includes uh green lantern and uh marshall manhunter so we never actually got any of those two but there was a particular scene where you had commissioner gordon standing and you had um uh, the, the 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 general Marshall Manhunter, you had him in that particular scene. I think it's a very very short glimpse. It could be him. I could be mistaken, but I'm putting my chips on the table and calling it out and saying that's Marshall Manhunter. Uh, obviously, Green Lantern is in this movie, so that remains to be seen. But um, yeah, man, this this whole trailer just looked looked incredible, man. It's as we said, Snyder makes incredible uh, trailers. I think the music was correct, was perfect. I think that was kind of a subtle dig uh, at uh, Joss Whedon. And obviously the ending as well, where Flash is like, uh, I think on his planet, he's gone and killed millions and millions of people. Uh, what makes you think we could do this? And then Batman, like, he hasn't fought us all together, united. And I, I, I thought that was kind of, I, I, for some reason, I felt happy for Snyder in that particular moment. I know, obviously with the death of his daughter committing suicide, he went through a rough period of time. And as, as an artist or as a creative director or anybody that creates some sort of work to be shown to the public and not actually see getting your, your vision out there, it, it must be disheartening. So I'm happy that, you know, we're going to get, get to see his cut of the movie and hopefully it, it lives up to expectations. I don't think it's going to be anywhere as bad as uh, Joss Whedon's oh, version really because that right. movie mate just i think one thing that i noticed me from the from the trailer was just the color palette yeah it's a lot it's not orange it's yeah. um yeah it's dark gray yeah. like if you're gonna hire somebody you're gonna have to hire them and actually stick by their vision and hopefully you know hopefully it comes in in, in good for 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 zack snyder i'm actually looking forward to more of uh aquaman's kind of origin and backstory we're gonna get that in there we're gonna have the atlanteans uh atlantis is actually kind of uh just gone and and demolished and it actually shows you how it goes it becomes in the water as well which is uh quite quite cool uh and just i just want more um, nightmare scenes i just i just hope you know it ties in because don't forget snyder had a five-part vision for his universe it was obviously man of steel and then batman v superman and then justice league so that was three and then he had justice league part two and there was an untitled uh fifth movie um obviously his daughter uh, committed suicide so he had to j- drop off but 
that was kind of the rumours going around at the time, but Warner Brothers actually sacked him beforehand and they just used that kind of, it was quite sad. They just used that as an excuse that they had to let him go or that was the excuse for him leaving. And then they obviously brought in Joss Whedon and told him, look, you know, you need to spice up this movie because it's just so dark at the moment. And and here we are, um, a few years later, uh, released the Snyder Cut. I think credit to those people that actually pushed for this cut, I think they knew something that we didn't know. And yeah, I think we're going to get a a four-hour bonanza, to be honest with you. I, I, I can't wait. I'm just going to sit here for four hours. And, and I, hopefully they drop. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to drop one episode a week. Oh, that would be dumb. I think they should just drop it. Yeah, they should just drop it all at the same time. Yeah, I think that would be dumb. I think they should drop it all at the same time and then there's an option to just watch it all in one go. So, um, stand once again, mere standout uh, moment for you in in, in the trailer. To be honest uh, with you, I, I, I'm sorry, I'll be honest with you. There wasn't, for me, too many moments yeah. that, that made me go, oh, wow. But there was a lot of moments where like, okay, that wasn't in the movie. That wasn't in the movie. This wasn't in the movie. But there wasn't like a big wow point for me. I think mm-hmm. that I think they they went all out at the beginning to show uh, Dark Side. But other than that, it was just like I think I don't think this movie, the trailer was intended to go to have this big wow moment. I think it was just like, hey, look, there is an actual different cut to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, one more thing I noticed I completely forgot to talk about it was how cool did Steppenwolf look? He looks a lot better. Much he looks, better, yeah. He looks like a, a PS4 cutscene, not a PS3 cutscene. Not, yeah, <laughs> PS2 actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so any standout moments for you? Any moments that you actually enjoyed from, from, the, from the trailer? Um, I, I, I like the tone better. It, it looks more consistent than Justice League. We didn't cut, which was like serious, jokey, serious, jokey, mostly jokey. You know, it was like it, it was super campy too. It just felt like uh, forced humor. I know you could probably try it with the Flash, but other characters like Aquaman, it was like mm-hmm. it felt forced. I think Aqu- Aquaman kind of looks the same though. Yeah, His scenes kind of look the same. Yeah, he's actually got a, a different suit though from from the trailer. The one, yeah, it was lying on the floor, and then he comes in. Yeah, it was a quick glimpse. It's just it's just on the steps with the with the trident um so maybe that kind of explains it, uh, <clears throat> his different suit um yeah cyborg's uh humor in justice league that was just probably the worst like forest it was yeah and from what he's going through it was just like yeah uh, uh unnecessary um besides the things that we saw in the trailer the things that i noticed that we didn't see was lex luthor i don't i'm not a big fan of the character in general but we didn't yeah, see more of Lex Luthor. Um, and we didn't see anything about Deathstroke. So uh, I can't remember his name now. His, uh, the actor's name, uh, I can't remember it for the life I of me. I can't remember either. Yeah. Um, something uh, but you Italian. remember the scene at the end where he's on the boat and he's like, they have their own uh, yeah. league. Maybe it's time we create ours. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that was something that Snyder kind of pushed, but we never saw any of that. So obviously... This was this trailer wasn't in a proper sixteen by nine uh, trailer aspect ratio. It was like a four by three. So, and it was only a teaser trailer. I so. I love when um like someone sends an image to yeah. uh, Snyder on the whatever social media he's on, yep. and it's like, is this in the Snyder cut? And it's like, what is this phone? <laughs> what is, what yeah, is yeah, wrong yeah, with this? Yeah, this guy yeah. is so petty. I yeah. love it. 
it was so it. funny and um, I love it I saw two <laughs> actually well. I saw two yeah yeah exactly I saw two over the weekend one of them was uh, some, some guy sent me a message on Twitter he was like uh, in your cut does uh, does Cyborg say booyah he was like <laughs> what is that and uh, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> this was funny and then, then another one some guy was like uh, in your cut does uh, does Superman say uh, do, do you bleed because uh, you, you remember how in Joss Whedon was cut it yeah, goes, yeah. yeah and he was like that doesn't even make any sense <laughs> I was like I'm loving that I'm loving how petty he is I'm loving how he's taking these slice shots uh, at Joss Whedon and uh, even through his trailer you kind of got a glimpse of that through the music through the, the, the tone of kind of how the trailer was put together certain scenes coincided with certain lyrics in in the trailer i don't know if you noticed that and then obviously the the ending of the trailer like uh, they haven't fought us united and there was a big emphasis on that so um that was pretty cool but we did see a lot of uh there was a few scenes actually from his original trailer so you remember batman looking at the hologram of superman that was in his original trailer mm-hmm. but we never actually saw it in in, in the movie so there was a few of those uh but yeah i'm just i'm, I'm happy for snyder i'm happy for his his fans i think they're going to get um something they really really deserve and it just remains to be seen how well this this how well this movie is going to do i just personally i don't think it's going to be anything above a four star in my personal opinion i think it's going to sit around the three maybe three and a half it's going to be so much better than what we got and i I think it's going to leave us satisfied at least so and yeah it just remains uh to be seen um well let's move on to (coughs) the flash I'll be honest with you, out of the whole uh, kind of DC fandom, the the panel that I felt I enjoyed the most, even though they didn't really show much, was The Flash, actually. They talked so much about it. And uh, I think the biggest thing for me, and this is why I talked about the, my theory of uh, Dr. Manhattan being uh, Silas Stone, and then uh, obviously uh, the Batman and uh, obviously Robert Pattinson's Batman being maybe in Batman Beyond and maybe the Joker movie coinciding with batman is because ezra miller and i don't know if yeah the director was on board or i think it was just ezra miller um he talked about how uh the flash now coincides with uh dc's bigger vision for their uh let's say cinematic universe and it's more of a cinematic multiverse they want to start tying in the the larger multiverse and obviously with dc who kind of created this they started off with this whole uh, multiverse thing. I was watching a panel with Jim Lee, one of the, the, uh, the kind of the famous comic book uh, art writer, um, and he was talking about how DC created the, the the DC multiverse and cinematic multiverse. So this is something that's super super interesting to me. We saw concept art of Michael Keaton alongside Flash, and that like I was like, oh my god, I was shaking, like I was sweating, <laughs> and. Um, and you saw his new suit. The new suit actually is designed by Ben Affleck's Batman. So obviously Ben Affleck's now back on board of playing Batman. Uh, and that's amazing because I feel like now they're going to start tying these all these different uh, cinematic uh, universes that we've seen, uh, some that we've loved, some, some that we've hated. And uh, yeah, Ezra Miller uh, said, look, we've seen various uh, actors play various roles of Batman, various Jokers various villains in various universes and uh you're going to see them all come start coming together where there's going to be hints of it in the movie we're going to dc are going to start putting it together and it was just like he talked about dr manhattan uh being in the dc uh universe eventually and i was like 
this is amazing because it feels like now DC kind of have a vision. I'll talk more of it towards the end as, as we wrap up the show, but it feels like DC now kind of have their vision for what they want to do. And it feels, it feels nice. You know, it feels good as a DC fan because look, they've been up, they've been all over the place and I'm sure you can agree with it. Like in terms of, um, they've looked over the corner over the shoulder and said, seen what the M- Marvel are doing regarding the MCU and, 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 and let's say in the red corner and they were like okay we need to try and copy that because it works and you've, you've seen it in everything we see Samsung doing it with Apple we, you see it with Xbox trying to play catch up with Sony well actually Xbox and Sony are doing two different things but you, you know what I mean and um, it feels like for the first time ever in this whole MCU versus DCU fan war thing that DC are actually doing something different and I believe I'm going out on the limb and I'm going to say, I think the flash is going to be the start of something big for the DCU and this kind of the, the cinematic multiverse in general. Um, so flashpoint as a movie, my favorite scenes from justice, the justice league trailer were actually anything involved involving the flash. They were pretty amazing. Obviously he's, if you look in the justice league, he's got the old suit, the suit that he created. And then obviously after the justice league, Bam, uh, Ben Affleck creates him, creates a new suit for him. And uh, yeah, just, jumping back and forth between different universes seeing michael keaton as back batman mia what do you make of that that's that's really cool i wonder if they'll have have like other batman too like christian Bale or val kilmer maybe george Clooney. you know i just want i just want the flash to you know just like go for it be like ridiculous be yeah. like um be like spy, the spider-verse movie mm-hmm. you know like just just go for it like don't don't hold anything back yeah exactly and um I feel like out of all the kind of the character casting or the movies, I feel like this is a movie that, you know, you could have that sort of freedom, like that creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with, with say Superman movies, I think the creative freedom isn't really there. I think, uh, what, what can you do? You know, what can you do to kind of keep fans like, uh, pleased with, with, with the, with the storyline? You can't really take too many risks. Same with Batman. You can't really take too many risks. Um, but with the flash, you could do so many different things. And the main thing is because, Flash could obviously go back and change time. And obviously, yeah, you, you get different outcomes. And they even said it's not as simple as... Um, it's, it seems like every single movie says this just as a disclaimer, that it's not as simple as going back in time to, to change something so that it changes something in the future. Because obviously there's different uh, outcomes and different repercussions of changing things in the future. But uh, I love how like all the characters in the DCEU at the moment kind of have something in common where you've got the flesh who obviously saw his mother get killed. Uh, you've got Batman who's got no, uh, no family. You've got Superman who's the last of his kind. You've got Wonder Woman who's kind of this individual who's on this journey trying to find herself. And you've got Cyborg who's trying to find himself now. So you've got all these kind of loners essentially combining together. And you've got Flash who's kind of, I would say unique in a sense where his ability is actually meaningful in a sense. So he's with that. Yeah. Sorry. He's OP. I was just saying flash should be OP. Like he can just, he's so the timeline good. When, when, when he can rewrite the timeline whenever he wants. Like, yeah, come on. you can't he's lose so good. He's so good. And that's why I hope that we see some, some sort of that in, 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 the, in the Snyder cut and the comics, like there's so many, great different storylines like you have the flash you have uh, jesus christ now i'm blanking you have wally west as uh, an, another flash you have the reverse flash you have you have so many different flash 
flashes in the movie. Have you seen? Have you seen the glimpse of the TV show? Uh, I don't. I've, I've, I've watched the first. You, you've you've seen, seen a few. I've, yeah, I've I think I've watched about. Three, yeah, I've seen about three seasons, and I just got bored of the character, the actor playing yeah, Barry yeah. Allen. Yeah. Um, but in that TV show, you see how many every time he changes the the past, something happens in the future, and in the TV show, it just got a bit boring because it just felt like he never learned from his lesson. Maybe it's the character development, or whatever. But you have that flexibility in in the movie, and I just hope they they do his graphic novel justice, man, because it's got some of the best storylines in that. I want to see a Reverse Flash. I want to speak. I want to see Speed God. Or I want to see all that nonsense in this TV show, and I just want to see how it all kind of coincides with maybe uh, fighting fighting uh, George Clooney's Batman or even Christian Bale's Batman. It would be so amazing to see Christian Bale dawn the cape again, man. Like I'm just it's just sending shivers up my back. Um, so yeah, so that was that panel, and I was just the concept. I know they didn't really show any teaser trailers. They only showed concept art. That was the, that was enough. The director now of it. Let me look it up really quick. Yeah, they've, at, they've had a few directors. I can't remember the name of of, of the director. I can't remember what he what he's filmed. Andy um, Muschietti. Yeah. Uh, so ooh ooh, he directed it chapter two. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Shit, fuck me. He, and he did. He did it, another it, movie that I'm not a big fan of. You just shit on his movie, fam. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> you hit him with the trash bag, me. I had the yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie was awful. So yeah, the flash panel was really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, loved everything I saw, and these were like my favorite panels from the DC fandom. Pretty much my 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 top three, to be honest with you. Um, I'll move on and talk about Wonder Woman eighty four. I think not much to talk about here regarding. Regarding everything that we saw, we saw the cheetah. Uh, that's the only like I'm hyped for this movie, and every time mm-hmm. I see a trailer, I get more and more excited. Um, I'm super, super excited. I like the mystery around it, you know, like surrounding uh, um, Maxwell what's his Lord. name, Maxwell Lord, and uh, Chris Pine's character. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name in the, in the movie. Um, Steve. Is it Steve Rogers? It's not Steve Rogers. Rogers. It's not Steve Rogers. I'll I'll look it up. Look it up, please. Yeah. So I'm loving the mystery between that, between what's happening there, how he comes back alive. I love the whole concept of now he's learning a new thing. Uh, Steve, Steve, what do you say? Trevor. Oh, Steve Trevor. Yeah. Um, That's it. Uh, I'm loving the fact that this movie has made two villains in it i love the fact that maxwell lord hasn't got any superpowers he's just like uh, is he the president at the time or i don't know what's uh, happening in, uh, in the trailer uh, if, if he is the president i'll be like that's too much alan knows with what's going on right yeah. now <laughs> i i think it is me because yeah. the trailer, i think, he, I think they made a statement too where it's like we didn't base him off donald trump like don't get <laughs> mad at us yeah like his hairstyle was quite close yeah. to donald trump he looks, he looks like him come on like come on yeah he does you know i love we know what you guys are doing. Yeah, I, I love the 1970s uh, setting of the movie. You mean 1980s? 1980s. So, um, I love when movies do that because you know it takes a lot more effort to do to do that. You have to you have to sell like the the environment, the the everything you put in terms of clothing. You have to get the right car. You have to get the right devices. You know, what I mean, right branding. We see this with Stranger Things. We've seen it in in other movies. Uh, and every time I see the trailer, I'm more and more excited. But this trailer, I'm excited for it. I saw a lot more than I wanted to. And I've tried, like recently, I've tried to avoid, you know, when they, when they drop out a picture from the movie. Like recently I saw 
uh, the standoff between Wonder Woman and Cheetah, I was like, I don't want that now. Now I know there's going to be a standoff. I know it's there, but you've told me and it's, you know what I mean? And uh, I just, there's something else. It was the, the Cheetah. I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm, that, I'm glad. I'm glad this movie's going to end with a generic CGI. Like yeah. yeah see that's my concern when i saw when i saw that mirror when i saw that the first thing that popped into my head was the final fight scene in the, the first wonder woman yeah i was like oh, it's gonna be one of those movies again and uh, I, I wouldn't say it kind of dented any hope but i was just like i did read they're gonna try use a, uh, a lot more practical effects than cgi for for cheetah's costume so, so she's actually uh, so, so she's actually like dressed as the cheetah, or is... I, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Because, like, if you look at the trainer, you could clearly see a resemblance of a human face rather than just a full-on cheetah. Uh, There's gonna be like cats. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! And then it comes to the point of maybe they should have just gone full CGI because see, see that, that that's my only concern of this movie. Everything I've seen of this movie so far. I've been really, really positive about it. I've been more positive than the Batman movie, actually. And this is weird for a Wonder Woman movie. And, uh, yeah, so this is the only thing now. I think the only thing that I'm still hyped about is just kind of the, the air of mystery that surrounds the movie in terms of what's going on with Max, Maxwell Lord. I know, I feel like he has something with uh, Steve... Uh, what? Steve Trevor? Yeah, Steve yeah. Trevor. <laughs> Steve <laughs> I feel like he's got something to do with Steve, Steve Trevor's uh, character. Something to do with Barbara and, and Cheetah because Wonder Woman says, oh, Barbara, what, what, what have you done? Uh, I know we see, we have hints of Zeus in there throwing down lightning bolts. Uh, there's still, there's, I'm, I'm glad the trailer has shown you a few things, but there's still like, you know, an air of mystery to, to the movie. So uh, I'm glad about that. But yeah, Wonder Woman 84 still feels the same. I don't know what your take are takes are on on the trailer itself Mio. um i th- think we pretty much know what kind of movie this is going to be um it's going to be one of those typical see in theaters but you know i'm gonna see it i'm gonna watch it yeah this... no no i, I definitely want to watch it i definitely want to yeah. watch it it's something that i this, know this clip is uh dallas game it's in overtime by the way Ooh, oh just... no shit yeah it's in overtime oh what's the what's the score so, yeah keep going yeah, I'll keep uh, going. It's 121, 121. Okay, keep an update. Tight. Um, tight. Diving away from the, the movies for uh, a few minutes, uh, we've been teased so many times about Warner Brothers Montreal's next Arkham game, and we got it, Mio. The bat is dead. Yeah. Or is he? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. So I feel like there's, I feel like there's an air of mystery surrounding that. Um, we've seen it before with, uh, what was it? It was the last game. Was it Arkham Knight? Yeah, Arkham Knight. Kind of air mystery behind it. But I think he is actually dead. Uh, and I, yeah, I've, because they said it's not part of the same Arkham universe. So I feel like mm-hmm. they have a bit of a, a creative freedom with what they do and see how it works and, uh, and just kind of take more risks. Uh, the Bat family assembles, in, which uh, includes Red Hood, uh, Batgirl. So we see... Barbara Gordon, I believe the daughter, yeah, the daughter of Commissioner Gordon. Uh, in the scene, you actually have the wheelchair and she's actually standing, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Robin and you also got Nightwing. We've also got confirmation that Commissioner Gordon is actually dead. Uh, it's not set in the same Arkham Everyone's universe. Dead. Pardon? Everyone's dead, Everyone's yeah. Dead. Everyone's pretty much dead. 
Uh, it's not set in the Arkham universe. We've finally got the Court of Owls. Uh, we saw we see them making an appearance. So for those of you that don't know, it's probably one of the best storylines, uh, story arcs in, in, in comics. Uh, the Court of Owls is an organized crime group and secret, secret society, essentially like the Illuminati, to be honest with you. Uh, so they secretly exist exist since uh, colonial times in, in Gotham City, and they kidnap children, performers from, the say, the circus to, do, to train and transform them into assassins known as ta- talons. So that's an interesting storyline. But from what the, the panel was saying, there's bigger things to, bigger fish to fry, essentially, than the Court of Owls in Gotham. And that's interesting. I can't, I can't wait to see that. Uh, enemies. You, so a lot of video games, you have kind of a leveling up system where obviously you level up as you do things and kind of you have different sections in the map where certain areas where an enemy might be level five in this area. But then when you go to this area, it's like level 10 and it kind of, there's no kind of um, balancing. What they've said here is enemies also level and progress as they continue doing their own things their own crimes and stuff mm-hmm. so there's kind of a nice ai system behind the scenes uh there's rpg elements to it to your characters and we also saw we actually saw gameplay footage which was nice to see uh, i think it was from what i remember it was batgirl versus mr freeze so me have thoughts on this game it's been teased plenty of time uh do you care are you interested yeah take yeah. it away yeah i thought this game looks really cool like it's mm. like the avengers game but actually good like yeah, looks, but... <laughs> like the character designs oh, yeah, like yeah. this this is like what like i'm, I'm sure like crystal dynamics and like square enix are probably like mad as hell right now because yeah. you know like these Warner brothers made a better game themselves yeah um this you know this, this is like category wise i guess this is like a destiny like game like mm. you, you know you like level up it's like loot base kind of yep um, you play with like people. I'm sure we'll play this game. Like, yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. We'll like, we're big fans. And I even said, I think I said it in uh, in the post. I think the Arkham series for me has been one of my favorite series of uh, the. Was, it hasn't. It wasn't. Did it drop this generation? It did. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite game franchise of Arkham Asylum came out 360. I'm, it I'm, might have. I think. I think yeah, you might be Arkham right. But Asylum. it's still still one of my favorite uh, franchises. I think I've loved. You might uh, pick on which one was it? Arkham Origins. Uh, yeah, the prequel one. Yeah, yeah. I, I still felt that was good. I think they're all good. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to play it. It's co-op. Uh, mm-hmm. You could drop in, drop not, out. Not couch co-op though. Just online co-op. Which just yeah, online you know, co-op. It's it's a little disappointing, but you know. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Uh, I love the fact that you can pick who you want to play with, mm-hmm. rank up their uh, skills. Tim Drake. Tim Drake looks really cool how he like teleports and stuff mm. and they explained it in the gameplay trailer he, yep. they said he's using the um the justice league satellites teleporter i was like yeah. Ooh, this is cool like they're like kind of establishing their own universe there. yeah that's pretty cool. and that's what i love and in the trailer they actually showed off um how they get all this because uh bruce wayne say, leaves them a message and says basically he gives them the secret hideout let's just like avengers tower or whatever and um he leaves them a lot of tools to to utilize at, at the dispense. So I love how they're setting up a, a different kind of universe. I'm loving that they've gone away from the Arkham games, which is great. Once again, it gives you creative freedom. You don't really need to to tie down. I saw a lot of people complain about that on Twitter, saying, oh, that's also an easy gout card. But you know what? Sometimes uh, a franchise is good as it is. There's no need to mess with that. So 
gives you creative freedom to kind of explore things, see what work, what doesn't. Like this is the, this is essentially, well, it doesn't really have Batman in the title. It's just called Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. So the first Gotham game without uh, uh, Batman in it. So it remains to be seen how people take that. Uh, what's a game without Batman? So I feel like there's some sort of lie behind that, uh, which remains to be seen. Uh, but everything I've seen from it, I, I like. I like the the RPG elements. Uh, my friend did say every game is trying to be like Destiny. I feel like um, that's it's the market. genre now. I don't feel like yeah. they're trying to be like Destiny. It's it's become its own genre. Yeah, I, I feel like it's not like a looter shooter, but it's like a looter yeah. action game. Look, I, I'm all for it because yeah, me too. Uh, we made the comparisons of the Avengers game. The Avengers game just feels like a bog standard. Uh, linear story story game. Yeah. Once you finish this game it, is open world. Yeah, this game is open world. Um, like the stuff. Uh, on there's, the there's so like the, yeah, so many different. Looks really cool. Yeah, so many different things to do. Uh, but with the Avengers game, I feel like once you complete the game, there's not much you can do until DLC drop. And sometimes people forget about that. Sometimes people don't. That's why I felt like that game needed to have some sort of. Uh, you know, Destiny vibe to it, or even DC Universe Online, and uh, I'm up for this, man. Like the whole RPG elements, I think this game's got a lot to stand on, uh, a lot of legs to stand on, and I think it's just going to be going and going. So that's the first game they announced. They also announced uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. So uh, this one's by Rocksteady, actually, mm-hmm. and we know Rocksteady makes some of the best uh, Arkham games. Uh, it is a continuation of the Arkham universe. So this is super, super interesting to me. I'll be honest with you. The trailer didn't really do much for me. It was just like a CGI trailer, but I, I, feel yeah, like, yeah. I feel like their main goal was to make the Suicide Squad cool, which, you yeah. know, like the movie kind of sucked. Like everyone in the Suicide Squad sucks, but like they mm. made the Suicide Squad cool. Like yeah. King Shark was cool. Deadshot was cool. They even made Captain Boomerang cool. Like he's got like this boomerang that he can like teleport to yep. so he's kind of like the fourth hokage yeah. but yeah they made like captain boomerang i thought i thought like they established a cool mood yeah. like we gotta see gameplay of course but like of course yeah I, I like that they only have like five members so they can like center it on like the four i mean yeah yeah the four so it's not like a huge cast but like i, I don't know what kind of game this is like what kind of game so from, from the information, it, it's I think it's a 4v1 co-op game. So it reminds okay, me of, cool. what's that hunting game, Evolve? Yeah, Evolve. Similar, similar to that where, yeah, I feel like the oh, concept. Is this, a, is this a multiplayer only game? No, 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 no. No, no. Okay. Well, it I has going to be yeah. really disappointed. No, no, no. It has multiplayer aspects. And I feel like the 4v1 okay. aspect has, hasn't really worked in those sort of games since Left 4 Dead, personally. Like, Evolve yeah. tried it. It hasn't really worked. Um, it's set in Metropolis, so they've moved away from Gotham, which is pretty cool, because we saw Superman, and Superman is just killed the guy. He just outright killed... Yeah. I, th- I think he's being, like, brain-controlled yeah. brain or something. I, th- I think... I don't know... That thing in the background, I don't know if that belonged to Brainiac. I think uh, I think it does look like Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what I thought. I think... I know you said there was only four members. I don't know if you could recruit more. That would be a pretty cool aspect. Yeah, yeah. I, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I don't really, you know, the suicide. I, I, like four I, anyways. I personally don't even know what kind of 
game is. I know it's only a 4v1 co-op and you could also play solo. So with instant switching between characters. So oh, it reminds cool. me of, kind of the GTA Grand Theft Auto 5 switching system. Um, and when I mean the trailer, like I'm glad we kind of disagree on certain things in this. Uh, like I want to see more. I want to see more gameplay footage. I know this was kind mm-hmm. of a you know CGI trailer, and you kind of got got a glimpse of what it is. But I want to know who put the hit out on the Justice League because this is a hit, or is this a Suicide Squad just want to be taken seriously for a change? Something's happened because obviously if that's Brainiac in, in, in the background. Something's happened to just Metropolis or just their universe in general to to get to that point. So more, as I said, an air of mystery around this game. And uh, I'm I'm excited for it, but you know what, Rocksteady don't miss, do they? So um, I'm really really confident in, on on that front. Uh, talking about Suicide Squad, we'll blast through the last few ones because there's not much to talk about regarding these ones. But Suicide Squad um, cast was announced, Mio. Um, yeah. I don't know what your thoughts on on that. I didn't know uh, John Cena was in it. He's in everything now. He's like, in everything. Why is why is John Cena in everything now? He's like Vin Diesel's brother. Now he's like this Captain America lookalike. Like, what's yeah. Like, why is everyone casting John Cena? And actually, what it's funny you say he's a Captain America lookalike because they even said he's just a goofy version oh. of uh, of Captain America. So they actually just out outright and, uh, and said it. And that's what I loved about this uh, this whole fan, uh, fandom event was they didn't really take it too seriously. This it was fan service. Like they had a a section where it was a animated version of Harley Quinn answering fan questions. I don't know if you saw this and the funniest one was uh, someone sent in a message um, uh, it was one of those uh, kill, fuck, marry uh, questions uh-huh. and it was uh, Wonder Woman Batman, Superman, kill, fuck, marry and she was like uh, when she got to Batman, Superman she was like I would um, torture them so much to the point where they they yelled out their mother's names <laughs> and it was just like it was DC taking the piss out of that particular scene and it was just like, it was just so tongue-in-cheek and I, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I said at the start of the show with um, Matt Reeves and his kind of just charisma and just kind of his passion behind his project, I got the same thing with Suicide Squad and James Gunn. I feel like James Gunn is the, the perfect uh, director for this movie. I think this movie's right up his street. You can see the chemistry between him and um, characters... Uh, on 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 the on the set, um, you had what's his name, uh, uh, Mary Poppins from Guardians of the Galaxy. What's his character's name? What's his act- the actor's oh, name? Michael Rook. Yeah, yeah. So you had the relationship yeah. between him and uh, and James Gunn, and it was just amazing. It was like I had to, be, I just had to include him in the movie, even though he's probably one of the worst characters. Um, so we got a confirmation of characters. We obviously got Harley Quinn back as Margot Robbie. We've got uh, Amanda Waller, uh, Bloodsport. Uh, it just Bloodsport. So Bloodsport goes into prison, gets put into prison because he. Not that thing, the Vin Diesel. That's bloodshot. (laughs) That's bloodshot. So Idris Alba, his character is in prison because he shoots Spider Man. So that's the kind of Spider Man. She's Superman. 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 He shoots. Yeah, he shoots Superman with a Krypton bullet. bullet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if Superman's actually going to be in this. So that would be pretty cool to see. Um, And then you had. David something as Pol- Polka Dot Man. Uh, Savant is in it as Mike- Michael Rooker is Savant. John Cena as Peacemaker. Uh, Jai Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang. Joel uh, Kinnaman. I love, I love this actor as uh, Rick Flagg. Uh, who else do you have? You have, let's see, anyone noticeable? You had the King Shark, Steve Age. Aggie? Agey? I don't know. 
I'm so bad with names. Uh, you had Sean Gunn as Weasel, uh, Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Uh, yeah, so you've Davidson? got. Yeah. Damn, he's in here. Yeah, it's a big cast. And uh, one of the funny things was um, James Gunn saying uh, there's a lot of shit characters in here, characters that we had to kind of. Uh, that he said uh, not to get too you know, caught up with the characters because obviously a lot of characters get killed off. But one thing I really, really uh, appreciated about this is the fact that it brings to like characters that are deep, deep into the, you know, in the comic book of the DC universe, characters that you might not know. Jim Lee talked about this on his panel when he was doing a, a comic drawing session or whatever. He said the one thing we appreciate about the Suicide Squad is the fact that, and he could even name most of the characters. He was like, James Gunn dived into deep into the comic book histories of the DC universe and just plucked out different characters like Polka Dot Man. I didn't even know who the hell he was. Blood, Blood Sport. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I'm interested to see the character um, in the movies. I'm interested to see the charisma. Uh, there's a lot of potential in this movie. And uh, behind the scenes kind of... Uh, on set that that was that was just a lot to watch so yeah james gunn i think he's the perfect uh director for it it, it reminds me a lot of kind of the the guides of galaxy vibe to be honest with you and he mentioned he's going off of kind of a 1970s war movie vibe which was pretty kind of interesting to hear um i don't know if you caught anything with this meal did you catch anything from the suicide Squad? The, the little trailer they put with like the behind the stuff. yeah that's pretty good it looked pretty cool, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was. It's quite weird. Like everything that I wasn't really interested in, kind of caught my attention. Suicide Squad. I didn't give a shit. And it kind of, I wouldn't say that I'm hyped for it, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it works, how it um, continues. Apparently, it's not a. So they said it's not a sequel. It's not a complete reboot. It's a soft reboot, and it's. Oh, what was it? I read it somewhere. It, oh, it's a soft reboot, but it's. Uh, part of the, it's following the comics this time, so it's part of that a, a comic sequel or soft reboot of some sort. Um, move on to Black Adam before we just blast through the rest. Uh, okay, Black Adam was another one, Mia, where you know we've talked about this before. Uh, I'm not really interested in because I felt like it was so forced, it was kind of a fan, uh, you know, casting was forced, and I feel like uh, the Dwayne Johnson's charisma just doesn't work for this character, but just seeing him on set and just talking about it and once again his passion behind this and the characters involved in this and this is something i took away from everything is the fact that we'll round it up at the end but dc actually now bringing more characters to life like adam's like i'm not really clued up with the justice society of america and then you've got adam smasher in it hawkman dr fate cyclone these are these are characters that are all going to be included in the black adam movie and I'm up for that because, you know, as a, as a comic book fan, I don't have time to read every single comic or dive into the backstory of every single DC character. To see them in the movies and stuff, uh, it'll be nice, you know. It'll be nice to go, ah, oh, this character really interested me. I'm going to pick up his comics, maybe read up a bit more about him. Um, so I'm interested in that. And then obviously you had Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson talk about Black Adam, and he just, he teased a lot, man. He was like, I'm going to send out a message to Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. He teased showdowns with DC heroes, and I was like, I'm up for this, man. I really am, and I just, I can't wait. Like, this has gone from, I would say, towards, it's gone from cold to, you know, just about to hit 
uh, hot in terms in terms of kind of my rating. Uh, I'm up for this, man. I can't wait. I really I want to see more. Oh. I know they, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Dallas won. Dallas won. Luca. Oh no! Winning shot. Let's go! Oh like, no! Let's what go! T- they tied the series two two. Yeah, game winning oh, shot. Jesus God, Christ! He's he's so good. Oh right. my God! I'm glad to watch the highlights of this. So yeah, um, everything they were showing, they showed you about They showed you the kind of the, the back. They talked about the kind of the backstory of how we became Black Adam essentially, and it was it was just so cool. And it was Boss Logic who was doing the the art for it. I don't know if you follow Boss Logic on uh, on any of the social platforms, but his artwork is incredible. Um, yeah, it was just this really piqued my interest. Though, to be honest with you, Black Adam really really piqued my interest. Um, it was probably something that I didn't really really care about too much and. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you made of it. I don't know if you feel like the Rock now is the perfect, maybe perfect actor for this for this role, or maybe we could have had somebody else on. Mia, what were your thoughts regarding this? Um, I think he's perfect for the role. I I don't know why we need a Black Adam movie. Like, I feel like he's not that big of a character in the comic books. You know? Yeah. Like he shows up in some Shazam stories here and there. Mm. He's in um like the DC Universe trailer, like yeah. that MMO game. He's pretty cool in that. I yeah. guess. But um, like he, the Rock looks like him, and I do like the Rock. You know, yeah. you know how I feel about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was classic. classic. But you know, like, do we really need a Black Adam movie? Like, I don't know. Like, I think well, he'd be like a good villain in a movie, but like, like mm-hmm. to make to like give him a solo movie where yeah. he's fighting the Justice League allegedly. But you know, I don't know. I I'll still go see it. I'm just gonna kind of counter that argument and say let's have a look at the mcu do we really need a black widow movie do we really need maybe a black well, panther movie for to, example they had to give her a movie eventually yeah, yeah eventually do we need do like a female movie yeah did we need a doctor strange movie for example a black panther movie well, yeah, uh, yeah they're like famous superheroes yeah like, but black adam is like a villain like question mark some, yeah Villains question mark sometimes like it's like giving yeah. it's like giving Lex Luthor a movie like mm. they could have given Lex Lex Luthor a movie or they could have given Brainiac a movie yeah you know? like with this though it's part of my thought process behind what DC are doing giving putting more characters in because there is this Black Adam does have some good storylines in the comics they're not all great there's some hit and misses obviously he pops up in uh, some Shazam storylines here and there and he's got a, a running kind of uh, rivalry between obviously the Justice League and Aquaman and like interest in Wonder Woman so it and obviously Superman rivalry between Superman so this is what I'm interested in I'm interested I think DC are trying to go for something where now they're we've you, you even mentioned at the top of the show where they're going for solo individual movies giving them some sort of backstory so you, you can start caring about them you can start paying attention to their stories so that if, when they pop up uh maybe here or there you they don't feel out of place they feel as part of this universe like because if you look at the justice league they just chucked uh cyborg in it initially and we didn't give a shit because we've never seen him anywhere else so yeah. maybe they want maybe they want to try and avoid that maybe Maybe we don't need the Black Adam movie, but maybe Black Adam isn't an overarching uh, idea, uh, part of their uh, greater view on the cinematic universe that, you know what, we need to have him early on. I know his movie comes out in 2022, but we need to have him somewhere along the line so that when he appears, maybe in, maybe he might be in, let's say, this is just obviously fan theory, just 
just me chat, me waffling at the moment, but maybe he appears in the next Man of Steel, for example, for some sort of reason. If he is going to appear there, he needs to appear there and have some sort of reason, not just be out of place. So maybe this is kind of the whole reason why we're getting different characters in Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide Squad is an anomaly. It's just kind of a really, really funky movie. But maybe that's why we're getting, we're getting Adam Smasher, Hawk, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Psycho, and all in this kind of just tie up the Justice Society of America. It kind of reminds me, it's reminiscent of Homecoming and it's tied up, you know, the Sinister Six, essentially. Uh, so it's kind of the same way I, I look at it. So yeah, it just re- remains to be seen. I enjoyed it. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with The Rock as his character. It just kind of yeah. remains to be seen. If he we could love The Rock here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love The Rock. Um, Hobbs and Shaw classic. We need a Hobbs and Shaw too. Um, hey. So quickly blast through these. These are not something I'm going to talk about because there's not really too much news uh, regarding these. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, the name has been confirmed. Uh, they didn't really do anything on, on, on the panel. I, think, I felt the panel was probably the weakest out of the lot and it just felt like Zach, uh, Zach what's his name? Zach, the, who? The guy, that plays, the guy <laughs> that plays Shazam. Oh, Zach. No, it's not Zach. Zachary something. No, what are you talking about? The guy who plays Shazam. Uh, let me look it up really quick. Anyways, I just Zachary felt like... Levy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I just felt like his panel was like... Uh, it was just kind of cringy. Uh, you had the Legacy of the Bat panel, which was really, really cool, to be honest with you. It was just kind of... Uh, they were talking about comics and stuff like that. And they actually mentioned, you know, we're going to create a Batman comic and we're going to have Batman, Bruce Wayne, as a person of color. And that was kind of interesting to see, you know. Uh, so that's kind of weird and then as tip as as usual on social media when a person of color gets uh, casted as a role for a famous say, position uh, there's a lot of backlash and obviously it's just typical of the current situation uh, Aquaman 2 we had the, uh, we had Patrick Wilson alongside um, I can't remember the director's name for Aquaman yep I know we're just talking about no. I'll look it up. Look no, no, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, and they were just talking. Uh, directors confirmed that Patrick Wilson will return as Ocean Master, and they, he, also, the director also talked about how there's going to be a hint of horror style to towards it. I think they're going for like kind of similar to Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange will include some horror aspects to it. Um, but they will touch on the one of the one, I think one of the best storylines actually in comics for, for Aquaman is the trenches so I'm really really interested in seeing that uh, finally the last panel I just want to talk about and this was something that I, I, I absolutely loved I never really thought of this and I, I don't know if you've ever considered this but you know how Batman needs to be dubbed in so many different countries yeah so yeah so they showed you the Batman from each country and it was just like wow this guy does the voice for Batman in let's say Portuguese or uh, an Asian country or uh, Spanish or it was, it was just, I don't know why I found this so interesting. Like in between, I can't remember which panel it was. It was just in between. It was on the background while I was just kind of updating social media and I actually paid attention to this. So this was really, really interesting to see. And you had um, the guy um, that did the, the voice for the Lego Batman series. That was pretty cool. And it was just, I didn't know this much work goes into dubbing Batman. So uh, that was quite interesting to see. Um, Mira, just quickly round up this uh, podcast. Overall DC fandom thoughts of the event. I don't really want to put you on the spot. And I hope I don't put you on the spot with this question. But what does it feel? What, what, the direction of the DC, feeling confident? What do you think they're doing? 
what do you think is the future of the DC? Just I don't I know I could probably put you on the spot quickly with that, but yeah. Yeah, but I would say uh DC has entered the chat. I feel like this is the best. I love that. The, the, the I, love, best I fucking love that. Sense. I love that. The best they've looked since pre Batman v Superman when they were like playing everything out and they were being yep. like really ambitious. Like yep. I feel like they're finally heading in the right direction. They were going backwards for like mm-hmm. four years. And now now it looks promising. It looks promising again. Um, you know. I'd I'd like some credit for turning around the DCEU. I feel like they listened to one of the podcasts. Yep. Um, I'm gonna get a lawyer. One, one of the podcasts, I think many Many yeah. podcasts. We'll, we'll have the cease and desist soon. Yep. So you'll hear from my lawyer soon. DC fandom yep. events from what you've caught up or what you were able to catch. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Compared it to like, the say, like, other events that we've seen, I know this year has been full of, let's say, the Xbox events, PlayStation events. We had the uh, Cyberpunk events. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Most events are like really commercial the the main focus is to like sell something this looked like it was like for the fans like this this event kind of like you know i'm sure there's like marketing and you know stuff but like this this did look like it was for the fans yeah um yeah i'm I'm exactly with you on that on that to be honest with you i've seen so many i've seen the apple one obviously the apple one is it's just super super corporate and then i've seen the, the xbox one the two xbox ones playstation and i've seen cyberpunk they all felt even though the quality was there, some of them the quality was good. I think the quality on this show was just incredible. It's like, unlike everything I've seen this year, uh, I think the passion came through. And I felt, I think one thing they got across was it was actually for the fans. I know they felt sorry that the fans couldn't, because these events happen at, let's say, Comic Con or, or whatever, Comic Con Brazil. And you have to be lucky enough to be able to kind of just say book to go there and, and, and see these events and then actually get tickets to go to watch the panels where the cast members and come out. So it's kind of an experience here. It's if it, you felt part of that experience and it was a whole, let's say it's a 24 hour event, whole day is like eight hours and you're just like, you're glued to all every single bit of information. There, there was even some stuff. You just, some stupid, stupid stuff. Like the Wonder Woman panel eventually did like a, a game of, uh, I don't know if you call it, it was before, uh, I think, the Rock City game. But they were doing like a, kind of like a murder mystery detective kind of game with, uh, with the cast members and stuff like that. I don't really care about it. It feels cringy, it feels like forced. But you watch it and you go, there is actually charisma with these characters and they feel like they're part of a family and you can just see the directors talking and the passion and love for movies come across comes across really really well and i really enjoyed that i love the fact that it was open to individuals like 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 ourselves and like many where you know it's nice to get the information straight away from the horse's mouth and just enjoy the moment and i i just loved it and i just loved uh, seeing creative directors like like jim lee like a legend in comic uh, comic book um and just seeing him talking about it and just kind of his work it's kind of motivating in a sense and kind of the work ethic uh, but yeah, I, I love everything about the DC fandom. I, I think this might be a future thing, to be honest with you. I think they have to have to do some sort of event like this uh, every year because it's really, really good. Um, and just to touch up with uh, my thoughts on, on DC, I'm, I'm with you. I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, DC has entered the chat. Uh, I think they know what they want now. It's all about putting that into into work not worrying about what Marvel are doing. Because look, I don't think Marvel... Can Marvel keep this up? 
they've done 10 years, can they keep up? And can they, you know, they need to have the same impact. Can they have the same impact with their next three movies? That's what remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. I think if we get nice, I think this is the clean slate. I think this is the clean slate because you know what? And I forgot to mention this uh, as part of uh, my theory and why I think Dr. Manhattan is a thing because in 2016, and I'm tweeting this off, I wrote it down, as part of the DC Comics Rebirth relaunch, Dr. Manhattan became a major character in the DC Universe. He was revealed to be responsible for the Flashpoint event, creating the new 52 timeline in the process, a factor that removed 10 years of history of the DC character. So if this event happens, this could wipe out, let's say, DC could probably just wipe out everything prior to Batman v Superman or whatever, or even Man of Steel. Anyways, this led to him, uh, sorry, this led him to becoming one of the main characters in the Doomsday Clock miniseries. Uh, and this was published between 2017 to 2019. In 2019, Manhattan also became a major character in a HBO Watchmen series. So the ki- so this, I think, I think there's a lot to be told in this universe now. And I feel like DC have some idea where they're going. Uh, I think they now need to implement this with, a, with confidence. I think they need to, back each director and their vision they can't have a repeat of the Snyder Cut they really can't I don't think they can afford it for a start and I think um, it just you know just sets a bad precedent uh, for the fans and it's kind of yeah I, I hope this doesn't turn into this, uh, this whole Marvel DC thing because I think this not only benefits DC fans at the moment this whole DC fandom but I think for comic fans in general uh, it's nice to see that DC kind of they're coming back you know I feel, I feel like it's a good time to be a DC fan I'm, I'm buzzing like, you know me, me, I'm a big D- mm-hmm. DC fan. It might not sound like it prior to this podcast. Uh, I was down in the dumps watching everything DC puts out. You, you know me. I was like, and I even said to you, I'm like, I hope this panel ends well. This fandom with uh, the Batman v Superman. I said I was going to go to bed fuming. Thankfully, I didn't. And it was a great way to end uh, the fandom event. And yeah, we, we had great coverage of uh, the Multiverse page. So yeah. Uh, that's my thoughts on it, Mio. Anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up the show? And we thought this show would only be one hour long. It's turning out to be two hours. <laughs> yeah. I, when you said this might be a short podcast, I was like, okay. Then we were 30 minutes in and we're still talking about Batman. <laughs> Talk about Batman. Yeah. It, it just goes to show how passionate we are, I think, about these topics. And we're just grateful that we were able to be part of uh, and see and experience the DC fandoms. Um, Anything else you wanted to add your thoughts, process or whatever? Uh, uh, yeah, any theories? Go, go Mavericks. Take this to game seven. Let's uh, go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you have it then. Our reaction, leave me alone. I need to go watch the, I need to go uh, watch the I'm highlights. Gonna, I'm going to send you this shot. It's incredible. Uh, go ahead, send it to me. There you have it then. Uh, Our reactions to the DC Fandom event. What did you make of the announcements and what's really got you hyped? What do you think of the future of the DC? Are you up for it? Are you excited? Let us know. Uh, thanks for joining us this week for the episode 43 of the Multiverse Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, keep up to date with the latest news, see more Multiverse content, or be notified when we go live on Twitch, be sure to follow us on Instagram at multiverse.ig. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a five-star ratings on iTunes. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week, and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.